welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I got something to say. <laughs> what you got over there? I heard that soda. No, it's actually a sparkling water. Okay, sparkling it's LaCroix. water. LaCroix. Black raspberry. <laughs> I actually don't really, really care for sparkling water. I don't get, like, the appeal, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I never really liked LaCroix. I've had it. I was just like, it's whatever. It's just water. I really like it. There's just some flavors that I don't go for. Like, I don't do, like, the coconut kind or the lemon kind. I find the the black raspberry is actually the most flavorful, like, if I really want the flavor. But sometimes I'll just drink the regular pure kind that's just, like, a sparkling version of regular water. (laughs) But that's not what I came here to say. (laughs) Last week, you may remember I was talking about the new Mario Kart DLCs that are coming out. Yeah, uh, that came out, what? Mm, just a couple days before recording yeah it was like wednesday night or something it it dropped a little bit earlier along with metroid fusion on the switch online which i might touch on just a bit um later in the show today um we do have a lot to talk about um but what uh, uh on the mario kart dlc tracks which are phenomenal by the way I mentioned that they were doing riverside park Uh and i said man if they can take riverside park which is one of the worst mario kart tracks ever and make it good then that would be glorious. Now, they did take Riverside Park and make it good. Mm-hmm. And I stand by saying that Riverside Park is absolutely one of the worst Mario Kart tracks. However, it was not the track that I was thinking of. The track I was thinking of is also from the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart, and it's called Lakeside Park. And mm. it's like Riverside Park, except it has like meteoroids falling down on you the whole time and it's really stupid so you know what i'm actually glad that they took riverside park and made that a good level instead of lakeside park because i don't think there's any redeeming lakeside park (laughs) uh uh, it's actually now to think about how many tracks in mario kart are actually very similar where most people get confused i know it's kind of weird because rainbow road you say that and people just have this different picture of every rainbow road but it's not that's well, not what i mean like, i think I'm it depends on which one you grew up with like you say rainbow road for an ed 64 player they're like oh that's the best rainbow road but it's also like the longest and most dragged out rainbow road mm-hmm. well i'm talking about like what was some of the maps that they're trying to say like oh these are different maps it was like no they're not they're completely the same map like everything else like i actually want to know I think that this happens mostly in the Super Nintendo one, where mm-hmm. you have, like, Donut Plains 1, Donut Plains 2, Donut Plains 3, or the even Super Circuit for Game Boy Advance. It's, like, Bowser's Castle 1, Bowser's Castle 2, Bowser's Castle 3. Um, N64, I don't think, had this problem, and then everything um, afterwards didn't have this problem mm-hmm. either. So I think it's, like, an inherent problem to, like, this too similar of track design um, between the first and third Mario Kart games. I guess it makes sense now that you say the Super Nintendo because the advanced version is basically the same thing like that one. Now, now, okay, now I see how you confuse basically both of them. 
Yeah, and a lot of the Super Nintendo tracks are, like, the classic tracks on the, the Game Boy Advance one. But the Game Boy Advance one has, like, you know, the lakeside and the riverside park. They're kind of thematically the same. Mm-hmm. And it's got those, like, rainbow blocks, those, like, four-colored blocks that are around the track, like the um, original SNES version do. Um, but, like, I feel like those two are easy to confuse, Riverside Park and Lakeside Park. But they did choose the better one. Still doesn't change the fact that the original Riverside Park also kind of sucks as mm-hmm. a track. But the um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe continues to prove that these remakes of Game Boy Advance tracks are among the best. Like, it's awesome now. So, we are going to be talking about the um, third and fourth wave of DLC because we haven't really talked about those in detail. Not this week, but in a couple weeks, um, we should be having a special guest on Mm -hmm. to discuss those with us. So, that will be kind of fun. So, we're going to save Mario Kart DLC for that special. Um, Anyway... Today, we've got a few things to um, look at. We are not doing Pokemon Drip this week because we've got a new segment planned. Um, Pokemon Drip will return next week, of course. We've got a little bit of news, a little bit of games to talk about this week here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. Anyway, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom I always ask the question, how you been? See, I could go in and tell the truth, but because, honestly... There's no need to bring down the mood. I'm just pretty dandy. How about you, Daniel? <laughs> well, <laughs> not to bring down the mood. Um, it's been a rough week. <laughs> I almost, oh, so you're I almost, <laughs> well, just just because I had posted on the Twitter that there there wouldn't be an episode next week. I, I have since deleted that tweet. Um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot <laughs> this week. It's been kind of a, you know, kind of need some self-care going on here but you know what recording the podcast is one of my favorite things to do so here we are we're we're getting ready for you know an like an impromptu episode i feel like there's not as much to talk about this week but we've got some good stuff i think honestly just to be very realistic i i commend you for doing the last two episodes because to be quite honest the last two episodes have been very daniel heavy very dialogue heavy on your end i'm just kind of here and there and it's, I think, because it's just picking more topics you're interested in, but also what things you've really indulged in. I never really indulged in a lot of the things in the past two episodes. But I think for this week, you can, you know, take turns more and more here and there. Like, it's definitely yeah, not yeah. going to be a Daniel-heavy, like, speeching episode. It's fine, because I've been buying a lot of the latest, like, releases. And I don't I don't tend like, to do that. Like, I, I kind of yeah. wait maybe a couple months to try it out. It, it's just like, it just depends. It's definitely theatrhythm that has been you know, siphoning all the time away from, like, other games, though. Um, Mm. I may or may not bring up some more Ishin today because um, I am still progressing very slowly through that. It's just that Theatrhythm has this pull, this constant pull to, like, one more song, one more song, one more song. I'll play another game after one more song and it ends up being, like, two hours later. I'm like, oh, I ran out of time. Time to go to bed. (laughs) Um, Theatrhythm is, like, that thing where it's, like, so ingrained in me now to where I'm, like... Mm playing the Live Alive DLC songs, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't played Live Alive yet. Maybe I should go buy <laughs> Live Alive. But then what happens when I get Live Alive? Am I just going to go back to playing theater with them? Probably. <laughs> Maybe, probably. And and it doesn't help that there's new DLC released um, every two weeks for theater with them, because I got the premium digital deluxe edition, so I get the DLC every two weeks, basically, for, like, I don't know. 
probably half a year or something. Those type of games are built to be endless. Like we we talk about other games where there's an actual end point. There is an ending. There is an end game. There's a hundred percent completions. These games, there's no really completion. You just play as as far as you want. There is no end game. You just keep going at it. And and I do think what helps with that is the fact that there's no battle pass. Like, there's a collectible element to it, but I'm not being forced to play theater them. And when I'm playing a game like that, like, grinding in air quotes without having to grind, like, that's the sign of a good game. A good addicting game. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have something to just chill out with like that. It's low stakes. I'll fail a song here and there because it's too hard. But you know what? You can retry it. There's no penalty for losing. It's not like you're... There is a multiplayer, but it's not like... You lose if you lose in the multiplayer. Everybody mm. still gets to pick a card at the end. <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely uh, one of those ideas. I guess it's one of those weird ways where it's like um, I've always heard this where people say, you know what? Actually, cleaning your house is a pretty fun thing to do when you got someone telling you to do it. It's like I think it's kind of like you know those kids who don't want to do the chores. It's like you catch yourself kind of doing the chore without anyone telling you. It's it's kind of, I guess, the way you put it, where you force a gamer to play a certain game for hours on end for, you know, whatever battle yeah. pass. They tend not to like it because they feel like it's a chore compared to where if they're willfully play something, they're more likely to probably be lost in it within hours. Yeah, and not to derail off games too hard here, but I feel like I've been... I've been talking with another friend about, mm. like, a similar phenomenon because you, you know that it, when I was in college, I had just insane amounts of reading unending Mm -hmm. reading and i never was able to like enjoy any of it because i was rushing through it and things were just like a checklist basically and then you know after you graduate and you go through those years of like you're sick of reading and then you finally get back into it Mm -hmm. it's like oh wow i probably would have enjoyed this dense like book a lot more now that someone is not, it's not part of like a syllabus or something like that. So I think like it works the same way with games. Yeah, it's a weird way to put it, but it's like don't force, basically the more is don't force something on gamers because some people are just going to be like, you know what? I don't want to do all that. I'll just pick a different game. It's <laughs> it's why I can't do battle passes outside of Fall Guys anymore, man. <laughs> and also because battle passes don't don't last that long. That's what there's such a... Uh, what's it called? Oh, what's the term I'm looking for? There's Time a... sensitive. No, 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 no. There's um FOMO, where you 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 feel like you're gonna be oh. out of all the cool things, all the cool yes. skins. And you're like, oh, I, I gotta get this skin because everyone's gonna have it. And you it. know, I get mad FOMO about yeah. things. I've I've gotten burned by games specifically because of FOMO, like Bravely Default Two. You see everybody talking about Bravely Default Two, and I'm like, you know, I probably wouldn't like this as much, but I want to be part of that. And yeah. Then, bam. You remember when we talked about Bravely Default 2. I went off on that game. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so before we get to games this week, um, we have a special segment that we kind of talked about um, in, in, you know, outside of the podcast um, before this year, I think, um, Mm -hmm. as something to do kind of maybe in between Pokemon Drip or in between half sections of Pokemon Drip. Um, called launch lineup where we take a look at the launch lineup of a console and we kind of like put it in a you know put it in a tier list or rank it or say it's good or bad something Mm -hmm. like that i don't know it's kind of it's gonna be an organic thing that happens so this first one might be a little rougher um than future ones but um we were talking last week about maybe not doing things in like you know release order like oh it would it would be cool to start with the NES. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But instead, we are we are going to start with 
um, the PlayStation 3 launch lineup. Um, it's interesting. There's a few things that I thought were part of the launch lineup that aren't. There's a there's a game called Lair, which was like, I think you're like flying a dragon. There's a game called Folklore. It might have been an RPG. Mm-hmm. I always remember seeing those front and center on like PS3 displays at like Toys R Us or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those actually came out almost like seven, eight months after after the PS3 launched for five ninety nine. 99 US dollars in November of 2006. Uh, what is it? Like, you calculate that to modern money, it's almost a grand for a PS3? Uh, just about, I'm sure. It, like, the it, PS3 almost, look, you know, destroyed the brand, I look, think. Look, look, before we get into the launch lineup, I, out of, I have to say this, out of every console that I've seen read on seen in the sense of playing it and also kind of growing up with and kind of like just being around there i think i'm you know being maybe you know this you know just being you know favoritism but i think i know what you're gonna say and i think i'm gonna agree with it because i had the same thought before we got on i love the ps3 i love it absolutely so much. <laughs> i love the way it looked I love. I I hated that everyone was like the Spider Man logo. I even liked it more because I was such a Spider Man fan. Like I was, I was, I wanted. It was the first thing on my Christmas list. I didn't get it, and re- I I will say this. You know what? Fair, very fair. It's, it's very expensive console. I don't think Santa could have gotten me that. It was very expensive. Cost as much as a used car, but. I do I do now have a launch model PS3, so I do play the PS2 games on there and stuff like that. And I will say to this day, my favorite console look and everything about it, just the the vibe it gives, I love the PS3 so much. Yeah, I, I have similar thoughts. I didn't get a PS3 at launch either. Um, I actually wanted the Nintendo Wii more, and I did go and like wait in line for the Nintendo Wii. Um and I wouldn't end up getting a PS3 until 2009, um, and I bought Mirror's Edge and Wipeout HD Mirror's Fury Edge. as my as yeah. Mirror's now, Edge was the first gonna, game I ever played on my personal no, PS3. Now, now it's gonna be weird because we we're talking about that Mirror's Edge game that came out, and that you bought it in like two like the day after it was on sale. Oh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst there went on go. sale like three days later for like, was like twenty dollars off, yeah. and I was like, what is happening here? That was like, see now. Um, like, different off top see now that happens a lot more nowadays like sonic frontiers going on sale for twenty dollars off like five days after i bought it um but i was thinking before we got on like ps3 there's a lot of good things to say there's Mm -hmm. a lot of games that i love that are stuck on there metal gear solid 4 is one that we both love Uh, um final fantasy 13 is the reason i bought the ps3 and it's stuck on there along with 13 2 and lightning returns which i mean (laughs) come on (laughs) <laughs> Did you know till this year JoJo All-Star Battle was stuck on the PS3? I I'm, do. It was a, and I, I had a PS3 copy of JoJo. But it was the European version. You have to say it was It was it the was European version. version, yeah. Bro, talk about um, how you can play foreign games. It was it wasn't region locked yes! PS3 games. <laughs> You could just yes. pop into any game and it'll play it. You That's could actually really get cool. a Japanese Sengoku Basara and play it on your PS3. <laughs> it's just it was ready to go. Oh, the PS3 could run Linux. Oh man, do you remember that? It was a supercomputer. That's what uh-huh. made the PS3 so cool. It was a supercomputer. It was so cool. It like because like yeah, it was like five ninety nine, but come on, it also played Blu-rays. It was the cheapest Blu-ray player you could yes, get. Yes, and Xbox 360 had HD DVD. But it was we a all know what happened to that format. You had, you <laughs> yeah, had oh, it was bias. yeah. It didn't come preset with the uh 360 you had to buy a separate disc like tray and have it like 
you know you know how um like the Sega like 32 was like you had to add it on top of your Sega Genesis and stuff like that and like yeah. It's basically like that. You had to buy a separate thing mm. to add it to that already. And it, it just, it's like a, it looks like a small original Xbox 360. I have to show you a photo of it. Now, didn't the 360 also come out a year before, if it I remember correctly? It came out a year before. I think in the long run, it yeah. didn't work. Because those original 360 models, I guarantee you 90% of them don't work. Whatever ten percent yeah. out there, Red ring of death. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, ninety percent of those, all those units are are no longer gonna work, or they're already not working. Like they're 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 mm-hmm. they rushed it because they knew it was in the moment a smart thing to do because it's cheaper, a year older. You're gonna get a, a, the next gen stuff much quicker, so you can do it. But you look at the longevity of that console. I can guarantee. I can guarantee you. You can find a PS3 original still working, and if it doesn't work, you're more likely to get it fixed more than that 360. Because that 360, even though mm. you, you you'll get it fixed, it'll still eventually give up. Like that three, that PS3 will will stay a while, I, years guaranteed. Yeah. And you know, on top of that, just a few more things that are kind of still stuck there. Metal Gear Rising. Uh huh. That's another one. Uh, yeah, Twisted uh, Metal 2012. Not to mention. Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare are stuck on that 7th gen console set. <laughs> they are, but, I mean, Xbox... And I don't really cro- count cross-progress games because you can play them on Xbox and then the Xbox One and Series X will play them. But, like, Metagross Solid 4, here's the thing. It gives the PS3 such a big, like, yeah, we have Metagross Solid 4. The scary thing, it's only stuck on PS three i said four i am i got ps4 stuck in my mind that's my fault because yeah, metal gear solid four mega solid four is only stuck on ps3 and that's scary now because we've seen ps3 games be re-released on ps4 and ps5 consoles so it's time just kind of like mega solid three uh it still looks great that game came out what 2007 2008 2006 whatever the you know it launched with the ps3 uh, maybe a couple. No, it was a couple months after. But still, You're talking that game, about MGS4. Yeah, MGS4. That game was oh seven, oh seven, oh seven. That game still looks great. It's still like, yeah, you can play this without really doing anything, and it still looks fine. Now, I can't remember if the, I'm pretty sure they had it on PS Now for a while when PS Now was a thing, but it's I not on did. PlayStation Plus's streaming service now. Like they, that's yeah. just something that should be on there. The Castlevania games for the PS3 are oh. on there, so Konami should put on Metal Gear Solid. I'm telling you. It's so it's so easy for Konami to release the HD collection with four on it, with the original games, and probably even throw in five of the definitive edition because there is a PS3 leg- uh, legendary collection for Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. It comes with every single game besides the newest one, which was the fifth one, and that's even before mm-hmm. the fifth one came out. So it it kind of bites to have some of these things stuck on there. Like- yeah. Seriously, PS3, I was going to also mention, that's where I played my first online FPS, which was Bad Company 2, a game that is stuck on that gen and is one of the (laughs) most amazing online experiences in in FPS history. I'll say this. I wasn't a PS3 kid. I actually had a 360. But what I will say is in my heart, even from the beginning of that generation, I wanted a PS3. Obviously, getting a 360, I wasn't going to question it. It was still a next-gen console. I, you know, couldn't really pick for much. Whatever I got, I got. But 
like will i say which is more preferable yeah the ps3 i love my ps3 i have like two like original models and i have the slim and so for me it's like obviously i can't have really much nostalgia playing certain games a lot of it came from the 360 but i will still say ps3 is still my preferred console yeah when but did you end up getting your first ps3 because my was on ps3 actually i had the ps4 before i got the ps4 uh-huh. i think a month or two after launch day I got mm-hmm. it basically after Christmas. I didn't get it for that Christmas, but I got it a little bit after. So it's still an original model. Yeah. And I had that for a while. I'm letting you know, my original 360 broke. Never worked. I had a newer one. I had the Xbox 360E. That broke. So then I said, you know what? I ain't doing this no more. I'm switching to PS3. I still have that PS3 Slim to this day. Dang. The longevity. Yeah. I, I was going to say, it, it reminds me of like me not getting a PS2 until 2010. Um, to play mm. Persona 4 of all things. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I like PS3 is a great console. Just so much. Borderlands started with in that gen. <laughs> all right, now picture this. Let's say we're, we're the age we're at right now. We're, we're a modern time age, but it's 2006. PS3 is launching. You see the launch list, which we're going to get through. I actually want to know what were some games you're going to pick up if you were there at the launch of PS3. I want to see what, what this list is. All right, well, let's... Let's kind of go through it <laughs> here. Um, this list is in alphabetical order, so there's no mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like best to worst or something like this. There was Blazing Angel Squadrons of World War II. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a like an arcadey flight sim type game from Ubisoft. I think I remember um, this one. Yeah, um, it's it's just one of those things that you kind of see or you kind of saw on shelves um it's got that like plane that like world war ii plane on the cover um it's interesting to it's always nice to have like some variety in the lineup i don't have Mm. too much to say about this because i've never actually played most of these games um it 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 is of note that it's like it got like a 6.8 from ign Mm -hmm. um and it's not like the best game but like you like to see a flight sim launch with your console it's like um i couldn't imagine you know a a modern console not having like an ace combat on it nowadays Mm -hmm. or anything um call of duty 3 was a launch title that i played on the wii um but call of duty 3 was the last like world war 2 based call of duty before modern warfare started and that's kind of where the game starts taking off the multiplayer space it it was the last one before it no it wasn't because call of duty 3 came out then 4 which was modern warfare then world at war came out then black ops 1. oh world of world, world at war is the last back to world, world war, war 2 until they did it years later with world with uh world world war 2 but yeah as i was saying 3 wasn't the last one. i know world at, but that's like i would say at the original lineup between 1 2 3 and 4 yeah 3 was the last original world war 2 and then 4 was the whole modern one yeah 4 was the shift in like multiplayer mm-hmm. that world world at war would continue that shift mm-hmm there's EA Sports Fight Night Round 3. Okay, fight game. So, fighting game. There's some sports games on here that we don't really have to touch on. Fear. Mm-hmm. Now, Fear is a game that got three, like, it got two sequels. So, it had Fear 2 and Fear 3. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like an FPS, like, like a almost horror FPS. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never personally played it, but I know it's very popular, not just because it got two sequels, but because it's, like, legitimately good. Mm-hmm. Um so you, you like when a, a console launches with like a competent first person shooter and that's mm-hmm. not to say call of duty 3 isn't competent because it is um but i think fear was would probably be the more interesting choice to pick up i'm trying to i'm trying to remember fear like 
I like. I feel like I've seen the cover, and it has only had two. You have. Rings. You've definitely seen I've, the. I cover. feel like I've seen it. But yeah, I mean, that's something that kind of stuck around on that seventh gen because all the sequels were also on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, Full Auto Two Battle Lines was from Sega. This looks like a car combat game to me. Mm-hmm. So kind of like playstation being a place where you go for car combat with twisted metal and twisted metal black on the ps2 and all this um the ps3 wouldn't actually get its own car combat game until six years later when or it was either five or six later because i think twisted metal was either 2011 or 2012 Mm -hmm. 12 i think um but i'm sure there was other car combat uh games um genji days of the blade is god i want to say that's like a isometric Mm-hmm. action rpg oh no i'm thinking of untold legends um genji days of the blade i actually didn't pop this one up on the um this is another one that i've seen the cover of a million times like back mm-hmm. in the day though and it looked kind of like you know a typical action game probably had like some devil may cry ish elements to it mm-hmm. um so it's like we've got some variety here then we get into madden nfl 07 it's madden um but a real interesting one on the launch lineup here is marvel ultimate alliance a Mm -hmm. top-down hero brawler um first of marvel ultimate alliance which its most recent release was the third one which is a switch exclusive game but ultimate alliance is like beloved in in being that game where you can choose four characters from a giant roster of marvel characters and just kind of do diablo but not diablo Mm -hmm. and i've never played the first but it's like hey if it's easier than marvel ultimate alliance 3 it's probably a really great game but this is one of those ones that was released for like ps4 that they had to delist because of licensing or something like Mm. that so it's not an easy game to get a hold of nowadays i I think that game ran at like what 10 frames i'm trying to think what how many frames i feel like I watched a couple of videos on Ultimate Lines and it only ran like ten frames. I, Gee, I, I what, what, which version? Because I'm like, I, I bet the PS3 version at least ran a little bit better than the Wii version. I think one of them. I don't know. It might be the second one, but I know one of them did not run that well. It was like, well, it, it was the time. <laughs> I don't really thought about it, but there is one that has an A2 world because of the frame rate. Um, after that, we've got a duo of NBA games, NBA 07 from Sony and mm. NBA 2K7 from 2K. Now, Weird. I'm pretty sure that the Sony NBA games were not great, so mm. they stopped making them after a few years. I, um, I think people had the preference. But 2K's still around? Yeah, I think people just had the preference. Some people liked one, one more than the other, but I think just 2K overall just, just lasted longer. Now, have you ever played Need for Speed Carbon? I did, back on the PS2. I own it for the 360. So, Carbon was a launch title, and I think I've played it for about five minutes back when, like, Walmart used to have kiosks where you could try out the launch titles mm-hmm. on, on the PS3. Was Carbon a good entry in the series? It's a sequel to Most Wanted. Um, okay. It's not terrible. It's not bad at all. But I think just never seen most wanted 2005 has this kind of legendary status where a lot of the games after could not fulfill those shoes because genuinely never seen most wanted is a genuinely good game but carbon's not a bad game if i'll say this uh just to get it early on carbon definitely would have been one of the games i would have picked up uh, during the launch i would have 100 percent picked this one up yeah i'm i'm thinking i probably would have too because i had always played the demos of the racing games 
um, at kiosks at stores. Like mm-hmm. there was always like some kind of racing game. I remember when MotorStorm was going to come out, like I would go into GameStop specifically just to play a few levels of MotorStorm, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And like one of the first racing games I played on on the Wii was the GameCube copy of Need for Speed <laughs> Most Wanted. And uh, then I'd do like Undercover 2 and stuff like that. I like how I played uh, 007 from Russia uh, on the Most Wanted. They had demos on that one, too. Uh-huh. I remember playing that one on the Most Wanted. But, yeah. But Carbon, yeah, it's it, it, it's on par with Most Wanted. A little bit less better because there's some gimmicky parts, and and it's kind of consistently at night where Most Wanted was the first daytime uh, game. And I really like – you know what's funny? I like how Need for Speed Heat was the first one to actually – I believe it was the first one to introduce day and night timing which i'm surprised mm-hmm. they haven't done that yet because i feel like day and night you know time shifts would have definitely worked early on to have oh yeah because wasn't night. 2015 only at night and then it got kind of light but then it just went back to night yeah the 2015 one which i would say it's the closest to the original need for speed games especially the black box studio uh uh-huh. definitely could have been a much better game story this is a different off topic but yeah it's definitely one of those where it's crazy how carbon was just at night and they, and they just yeah. did a daytime because underground was at night, so they kind of went back. But I think just most wanted kind of overshadowed because people really like that one. But Carbon, yeah. it's just fine. I like you. How you could always kind of count on Need for Speed to be there in the launch lineup for a while. Like not not with the PS5, but like PS3 had Carbon and PS4 had Rivals at launch. So like mm. it seemed like a pretty reliable racing game to have. Um, there's another racing game on this list that I think might have like gotten me a little bit better though um but we have nhl 2k7 hockey game um Mm. still still a thing that's going resistance fall of man now i've played this this was call of duty before call of duty people really like resistance people were it it was kind of like something besides halo because halo was obviously the pretty major uh shooter first person shooter like multiplayer game Resistance, Fall of Man, it's Insomniac. It's the Ratchet and Clank people. Mm. And this is their gritty PS3 game. This is kind of what I think about when people talk about how games looked in the PS3. Very kind brown. of brown and, and washed out or like yellow toned. Mm. Um, I was not a fan <laughs> of, of the first Resistance. Um, if I remember correctly, it's one of those games where you have to toggle the aim down sight. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like Bioshock where you like press a button and then it's aimed down sight. You're not having to hold and like uh-huh. unhold the button. It's one of those ones where you click and, and like Killzone 2 did this as well. But like there's just something that wasn't fun to me about Fall of Man. I mean, early on, I mean, Halo did exist and Halo obviously was basically every first person multiplayer game is what Halo basically built on. It's like Halo was the first to kind of bring that new life to MP like multiplayer games. So yeah. it's not really saying like, yeah, it is kind of the times, you know, early on first person online shooters. But at the same time, it's like Halo was kind of going at it since 2000 and like since Halo 2. So it's like 2002 or 2003 when Halo 2 dropped. Like they've been kind of going at it for yeah. a while now. Yeah, there was just something off about resistant the first resistance to mm. me now i think certain issues were fixed in the second and third and i believe i've at least played the third for a little bit uh-huh. um but i wasn't a huge fan um it seemed dated when i played it and obviously i had played it you know about four years after it came out i think i played this around 2010 or something but you know for a launch title it, it was probably fine but what i want to talk about is ridge racer 7 
<laughs> Ridge Racer seems to always show up as a launch title for things Ridge like Racer. Xbox 360, PS3, Ridge Racer, and and even 3DS, and then never again. It just never shows oh, up man. again. Yeah, I'm sure that Ridge Racer Seven was an awesome game because I've played the PSP Ridge Racer game and it's awesome. So if they just took that and made it big graphics, it's it's gonna be great. <laughs> Ridge Racer, oh man. Well, I have, we need to see a new Ridge Racer game. We need to. It's Dude, been a while. If they announce a new Ridge Racer, it's a day one. Day period. one. Period. You're going to get the, the Founders Edition and stuff like that, like Day Zero Edition. <laughs> the Founders Pack. <laughs> a Ridge Racer with a Battle Pass. Please don't do it. Please <laughs> don't. Uh, uh, Namco Bandai, don't do it. They How should get from software to, to do a Ridge Racer game. <laughs> you know what? They could do a Battle Pass. Just make it forever and that you just unlock it when you play the game. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you don't just make it actual it. in-game unlocks. And you That's know, my kind of battle you know what, pass. You know, you know what? How about we do make a battle pass, but it doesn't end, and you don't need to buy it. It's just packaged within the game, and you just unlock skins throughout doing challenges and progressing through I the mean, game. it sounds like Borderlands to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then Borderlands added challenge cards, but um, I digress. The next one is, like, legendarily talked about. Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. <sighs> Sonic 06 was a launch title? It was a launch oh, title. man. I thought it came out, like, a year later, but you're no, right. It, yeah, it 06. Was, yeah. Ooh, Sonic 06. I've played uh, Sonic 06. I've never finished it, but I have played good. it. I don't hate it. Here's the issue with it, though. Camera. And the loading There's times. more issues than camera and load times. There's plenty of other issues. I but know those are Sonic... the glaring ones. Those, those are, are the glaring ones. It's, uh, the, Robert, the, whole, the, the best... loading times in Sonic 06, it's... like, you could go have a sandwich waiting for a level to load in that game. It, the, It's not a game with bugs. It's a bug with game. That's Sonic 06. <laughs> Yet somehow I still like you watching like videos of Sonic 06. You, you like watching. You like Sonic too much. No one can. No one should ever indulge in Sonic 06 unless they they want to have a bad time. And and look, honestly, the best part of the game was that Xbox 360 demo they'd have at GameStop, where you play through the first level. The first level in that game was amazing. But I also like City, uh, not City Escape. I could tell um, you would have gone. I forget 06. what it's called, the collapsing city. I don't know. This is definitely your. first. I don't hate I'm it. I'm picking no Sonic 06 is definitely your first. I'm picking this up day one launch day. Here's here's a funny story. You know how I told you Mirror's Edge was the game I picked up when I got my PS3. Yeah. It was a choice I made between Mirror's Edge and Sonic 06. But yeah, but Mirror's Edge isn't launched yet. So what I'm saying is that if it was just Sonic 06, you definitely would have just gone Sonic 06. Oh, if I had got it at launch? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I would have probably gotten Sonic the Hedgehog um, 2006 as my sole launch title mm. after buying a $600 PS3. Then I maybe would have gone to like After putting a mortgage on your house and maxing out your credit cards. Oh, you know what? We skipped one, which is funny because this game was panned so hard. Forget, it's forgettable. Uh, we forgot the most forgettable one. But, like, it's a Gundam game. Mobile Suit Gundam Crossfire. Oh, I remember. I've seen this, this one. This is a whole... Like, I've never played this, but I know it's bad, bad. Yeah, like, a 3.2, I, I want to say, from yeah, IGN. I've Dude. seen stuff from it. It's bad. It's funny because... Yeah, it's funny because I like Gundams, but it's so, like... Oh, please, let's not talk about the Mobile Suit Gundam Crossfire. <laughs> we can um, g- glance over that one yeah 
Tiger Woods PGA Tour 07. It's a golf game. I'm sure you could use buttons in that one. Looking at you, um, golf. The uh, the one that we got on PS Plus for free, not that long ago. <laughs> um, I forgot. What Tom it was Clancy's called. Rainbow Six Vegas. Your I think uh, I Rainbow Six tactical one. shooter. It was pretty good from what I remember. I think I think I know which ones I would. I think that one's also probably like I know I have some other ones that I would have picked up. But I think that one would have been I would have picked up. Yeah. Well. And this this was good enough to get a sequel, and it always looked kind of cool, albeit maybe a little bit difficult for you know someone like me um, back in the day. Tony Hawk's Project Eight, a skateboarding game, and Untold Legends: Dark Kingdom, which was that one that I was that to me looked like a um, like an isometric action game, maybe not as zoomed out as something like Diablo, mm-hmm. but definitely it's it's one of those ones where you've definitely seen the box art on shelves in the used game section or something like that and that is the ps3 launch lineup um highlights in hindsight looking back at it fear is probably a hindsight carbon uh, another one we skipped over one. actually an important one elder scrolls 4 oblivion oh that scrolls might scrolls actually be that lo- that's a day one that honestly yeah. even though i i, I would have picked that one of day one yeah uh, elder scrolls 4 was it was probably the biggest one that's what got everyone to... <laughs> in and then hype for five when it came out yeah um so in hindsight and i can't believe i skipped that one too i, I was getting ahead of myself with a few of these um so elder scrolls 4 call of duty 3 was probably really popular um resistance mm-hmm. was probably really popular being i probably would have picked up resistance game. i think yeah. out of all of them the ones that would pick them were resistance which some of them were weird most of them were kind of shooters but racing game yeah. and stuff like that but you know you know adventure rpg but you know i think i would have just picked those up i think I would have looked at the cover for Ridge Racer 7 and said, hmm, do I want this or do I want Need for Speed? Because, like, they're they're both established franchises, but I'm just wondering how younger me would have, like, navigated that choice. I know know me too well. I definitely would have gone Carbon over Ridge. Yeah. Now, I'd I'd have definitely gotten Sonic. Uh, Mm. I might have, like, I might have even picked up Gundam at the time because I, think, yeah, I was like much you younger, and I'm like, it's Gundam. Yeah. You, you don't know anything. You're just looking at what's, what's launched, and you don't know the reviews. These games are, like, the day, we, their day one, we don't know anything about them. So I'd be very realistic. Like, I would have picked up Resistance because it was, I think, the game most people would have been playing and, like, being on multiplayer-wise, and I just would have gotten Tom Clancy because of name recognition because I used to play Splinter Cell. And yeah. then Carbon, obviously, same thing, because Need for Speed Most Wanted, I would have just gone Carbon. And then, um, what was the other one? I, for, I forgot. It was um, Oblivion, because I knew, it was like, at least it looks like a cool adventure open world game or something. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like Oblivion was probably the highest rated mm-hmm. of these launch titles. I think people it's, will still play And it's play a game Oblivion that people still day. play. Yeah, it will be played yeah. to this day. So if we were to assign a ranking out of 10, let's say, I'd give this a 7.5. There's some good stuff here. I don't think it's perfect. Yeah, I think I would give a sense because there is very there's some stuff. Even like I said, there's still a game that people will still play to this day, Oblivion. But a lot of the stuff that did launch kind of did fade away very quick because more and yeah. more stuff came out, and people probably don't play it at all anymore. And a lot of these things have been improved on and were improved on very shortly with sequels like Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, Need for Speed got some sequels that were like fine. Call of Duty, of course, trans transitioned to like their huge multiplayer phenomenon with with the next year's installment um and some things kind of faded away yeah um tony hawk games kind of like faded out after this after Um, sonic went into it like a spiral (laughs) um but yeah 
I'd say 7.5 is fair, maybe even a little too generous, Look, but hey, I'm feeling generous. On. Sonic and the Black Knight, am I right? Hey, man. <laughs> Knuckles has I'm a sword pretty, in that game. No, no was, was, was it not Sonic and the Black Knight after 06, or was it Secret Rings? Secret Rings was next, and I oh, love it was Secret, Rings. Secret Rings. I love Secret Rings. Fantastic game. Difficult game at first, but then when you learn how to play it, it's like, man, so much fun. You love, love Sonic. Rings. I do, but Secret Rings is, like, legitimately good. <laughs> I don't um, know. They said Colors was good, and he didn't like that one. Yeah, but I said Secret <laughs> Rings was good based on playing it, and everybody seems to hate that, but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they're always that one where people will be like, it's bad. Like, you're wrong. It may be bad, but it's still an entertaining game. I like how, yeah. I, it's funny how something can genuinely be very terrible or bad, but you still find it very entertaining. Like, no, I still find it very... Like, I can give a perfect example. I'm I'm not the perfect overall gamer. I love Saw 1, the video game. And it's a terrible horror game. It's terrible. Like, it's it looks terrible. I still like it, though. And I still have it. So it's like, I, I'm not... I'm not... Oh, bear then. Like, people probably like, Sonic in the Secret Rings is terrible. We're like, hey, even if it was terrible, I still like it. Yeah, it reminds me of another PS3 game in... um. Single Kupasara Samurai Heroes that IGN gave like a three to. And mm-hmm. mind you, this was before I went to GameStop to go buy it back in the day. I bought it anyway. One of my favorite games. Basically Dynasty Warriors, but I think I've put more time into Single Kupasara Samurai Heroes than any Dynasty Warriors game mm-hmm. I've ever played. <laughs> Man, it's just fun. We should definitely do a topic where games that are considered bad. Like, we should obviously not like the really bad ones, but like we know there's some really bad Like, games that are considered not as you know fair like good and we look at them like you know what i actually did like the game we should you should uh, definitely go through a list of that like no that game's good or these that game was actually not terrible and conversely a game a, a list of games that are highly rated that we do not like at all <laughs> i think um i'll say this no nah, i won't say it never mind I, I, i'll say i'll save it for that for the episode if we ever do it <laughs> actually uh, you know what we can't i don't think we should do that one because i think that would be too controversial because you're gonna know there's true. a game on there that people genuinely like and if we say we don't like it, they're going to be very upset. But I just think it's more or less that they're just Listeners, something... I'm just going to say I don't like Sonic Colors and everyone was wrong. <laughs> everyone was wrong. I, don't, I, I, think, I, I think I'm just going to be like, you know what? Just like what you like. I think it's more fun to talk about quote unquote bad games and say that you enjoyed them instead of thrashing on what some people like. It's, that's a little bit that's more true. harsh. And, and my Sonic Colors opinion is like probably no. not... <laughs> Here's the thing. A very common no. opinion. Here's the thing. You're not wrong because after Solid Colors came out, a lot of people were like, "I don't think it's as good as people make it out to be." And so we were like, "I don't remember being this like kind of mediocre." Or okay, I think I think a lot of kind of like opinions have shifted since the the re release. But with with the idea of like games that people weren't so hot on that I really like, um, like just to wrap it up here. The, the game I bought the PS3 in the first place for, Final Fantasy XIII. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's favorite Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. However, it is Daniel's favorite Final Fantasy <laughs> game to this day, and it is an incredible experience. The battle system is just so unique um, for thirteen, and then thirteen two does this whole like Pokemon thing with it. Um, very good. <laughs> PS3, great system. I think that's the, the moral of the story here. Moral. <laughs> All right, so that was our first little launch lineup discussion. Or long, not little, I want to mm. say long. Um, 
So we do have a little bit of news this week, but we had some games we wanted to talk about. So since we have only a little bit of time left for this episode, let's let's talk about the big thing this week. Resident Evil 4 dropped its mm-hmm. chainsaw demo after the Capcom showcase. This lets you play through the intro of Resident Evil 4 Remake, which is the same thing as the intro from the original Resident Evil 4. You go through um, kind of like the lead up to the village and then you have that showdown in the village where you're not actually meant to win. You're meant to survive until the bell rings and then everybody goes to bingo. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I mean, that's where they're going, Robert. I mean, it's true. Where's everyone going? Bingo? Oh, I'll I'll say this real quick. It's definitely much scarier now. I think with the more enhanced graphics, they definitely made it a little bit more scary, especially uh, the kind of uh, survival round. Because on the PS2, I've played that part. It wasn't really scary or shocking, but now seeing it pretty up-to-date, it is pretty shockingly scary. Now it is like, oh, this is actually kind of terrifying. Looks nice, looks beautiful, looks like the modern, you know, Resident Evil games. I think this will be a pretty good uh, received game. Gameplay-wise, looks fine. Uh, It kind of now explains explains a little more actiony to this game because it shows leon has been training he's been training with special forces so now he that's why he can do these kind of like suplexes and roundhouse kiss because he's been training for this kind of situations for very extreme like stuff like this so it kind of gives uh more light instead of just being like oh leon's now you know just a superhuman like kung fu fighter and like no he's been actually training with special forces for this yeah so it's important to note thinking Back to RE2 and 3, the remakes. Mm -hmm. RE2 and 3 are classic survival horror games. Where Resident Evil 4 is the game that had that more shift into action. So it's kind of like, you know, thinking back to Village. Village wanted you to kill enemies because they dropped Mm -hmm. things that gave you money. Mm -hmm. Resident Evil 4 puts you in that please kill the enemies because they dropped things. He wasn't in the demo. What you buying? Oh yeah, because he doesn't show up till later. Yeah. Um, the shopkeeper. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil Four is an action game mm-hmm. with survival horror elements to it. But it's think, more linear. The map is bigger. I think with now the new up, uh, 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 update to the graphics and kind of a little bit more. Because I'll let you know, it's funny how music, colors, and scene and lighting can change so much of a scene and so much stuff like that. That. I'm telling you, this one's going to be a little bit more scary than the original. The other one was like, oh, yeah. yes. I'm telling you that um, Regenerator Zombie or Parasite, whatever it is, that's going to be creepy now in this in the yeah. new update. That one's going to be terrifying. And just from some of the earlier trailers, our look at certain characters, like, there's such a grittiness to it. it, it but yeah, action-oriented. You are meleeing enemies. You are mm-hmm. constantly shooting and getting Kicking those melee attacks ladders. in. Yeah. Um, this is an action game first. Um, I do have some thoughts about presentation and moment to moment that um, are a little more negative, but I think this might just come from it being a demo and this is something that will get patched or kind of worked with. It is a work in um, progress, I, yeah. I, yeah, um, I, I played on the, perf- the, the, the performance mode for, for smooth 60 frames. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of blurriness that I wasn't expecting because 2 and 3 didn't have you know, this slight blurriness to it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you got that playing um, I played on, on 4K. I played that on resolution. You played so on I resolution? Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get no really blurriness to it. It, felt, it looked smooth okay. to me. 
Um, how was the frame rate on that then? Uh, I didn't really, I didn't even think about it, but I think it was hitting solid sixty. I don't think it was in, okay. It wasn't thirty. Because I remember the village demo had this frame rate, um, or the the performance mode that would run at like forty. Um, mm-hmm. but village didn't look awfully blurry to me. But like, there's a blurriness to this that I'm wondering if it's just something it, that it's is part of the demo. It. Um, another thing I noticed is that the movement is not as snappy as it is in um, two and three. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It felt fine to me. I, I, can, I can understand what you mean by that. I, re- I get it. Like, uh, I get and it. And something about the it. aiming was just slightly off. I couldn't quite put my finger I, on I get that. I get it. I, I know what you mean. Like, when I, I was like that, when I was shooting at uh, one of the parasite zombies, I was like, that should have been a, a direct hit. I don't know how that missed. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. Now, I don't know if that's a conscious choice. Because in original Resident Evil 4, you actually couldn't move, I believe, while you were aiming? No. And maybe they're making the the aim a little bit more shaky in this or something? I mean, maybe that makes it a little bit more realistic. I mean, you can't really perfectly aim and shoot at something if you're you're just moving around. I think if you're probably idle, it'll be more accurate to what you're going to hit. Yeah. Um, So here's my question. How many times did you lose um, in the the village showdown? You I never did not lost lose once. once. I, I went the full <laughs> way through, and it was funny because I got to a part where there's this uh, cow that uh, catches on fire. I'm pretty sure it's already zombified. So yes, it yes, on fire, yes. <laughs> and it um it just mows down a bunch of them, and then it does the whole bingo scene where they just, everyone just yeah. going to play bingo. So I actually lost twice. <laughs> you lost twice <laughs> before. I did, and I was like, "How come I'm losing? I've done this before in the original." <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't lose. I'm once. just going down the wrong, the wrong path or something, and then I'm, I was just I'm running circles. By I was something. just like, I know I have to just survive. There's no way to finish this yeah. by killing them all. You just have to survive. And like this, obviously, is the inspiration for the the beginning of Village. And this, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly, is the only time where you have to kind of do this survival thing in, in this game. Um, mm-hmm. RE4 is a tough game at times, but not as like extremely puzzle heavy as two or three. So we're going from, like I said, a survival horror game to an action game with some survival horror I, elements to it. I think it's trying to show that just because it's an action game doesn't mean it can't be horrifying because yes. some things can be very action and still be horrifying. Like it was suspenseful, scary, jump scare, eerie, you know, two and three. This is like, yeah, it, you know, a little bit more action, but it still could be horrifying. There's no, yes. there's, this is say it cannot be horrifying. When the enemies are all stumbling towards you and chasing you around the village, yeah. it's bright. It's it's daytime until it go you know goes to evening. It's terrifying. It's so scary. They're throwing things at you. The chainsaw dude is like walking around. The fear is, man, I have all these resources and I still can't win. It's like they they just won't stop. So yeah, an unwinnable scenario. A classic start to the game. And like I said bingo saves the day <laughs> let it be known if resident evil 4 remake has a title in the front being like or in the backwards like so-and-so said let it be known right here that robert from markers of the map said ahí está there he is there he is <laughs> and yeah the ganados they are not zombies they're like i mean people here's with the thing some bug like it's they're, a bug I think. here's the thing it's not a bug it's a parasite i don't know but no here's it's the a thing. feature technically anything any type of organism that takes control over another organism as its host is technically con- zombified like if they're if the original host cannot function and they're taken over completely by something and the parasite is still able to function the normal like host i think that's still considered a zombie 
Even though they were like, oh, because technically zombies have multiple, like, oh, it could be voodoo magic or a spell or, or science experiments have gone wrong. I think in the bug world, which this really does happen, if something can, takes control over a host and the host can no longer be its original self, and it's like The Walking Dead, it's technically that they, the original person goes on and then the parasite just takes over the body. So it's technically still a zombie. I guess it's a classic case of, like, I say tomato, you say it's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that it it doesn't take that far of a look to to know that like this is going to be a very special remake. It's gonna, re- it's gonna I be think this is well. gonna be top level. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. I guess we gotta squeeze in just a little bit of news. These are these are quicker stories. Um. Mm-hmm. When I was editing the podcast last week, as I was about you know forty five minutes into editing. Mm-hmm. Budokai Tenkaichi 4 got announced. Um, I have, hello? <laughs> That's I have huge. Budokai, I had Budokai Tenkaichi 3. It was it's pretty great. It's pretty fun. Um I had it I, for the Wii. It's awesome. Xeno Xeno verse and stuff like that and other like 3D arena like flying around have tried to be yeah. Tenkaichi. They just cannot be that game. And I think Dragon Ball works with the cel-shaded style of art compared to like everything yeah. else. I think it it looks obviously like between mixture of Fighter Z with you know maybe some of the other ones 3D ones, but I think the the shell uh, uh, cell stuff looks much better than yeah. than anything else. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty big news because no one expected. I mean, uh, it's a huge. One. <laughs> yeah, it, no one expected for like oh they're never gonna make a fourth one. There's so many things so similar to it they'll never make a fourth one. So I'm really interested in this because Xenoverse Two is so MMO mechanic mm-hmm. heavy. This is just gonna that, be straight. Like, we just need a silly DBZ fighting game like yeah. Budokai Tenkaichi Four to just remind us why Dragon Ball games are fun. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? I never realized this, but I like how Fighter Z. You think about Fighter Z, uh, you think like, oh, that game's like two years old. That game is old. Like, if you really look yeah. at how like how long, it's like, oh man, it came out. It's a lot older than two years. Capcom Invincible. Like it came out during uh the was it the uh, Infinity, and you're just uh-huh. like, oh man, like it really came out the same time. But like Fighter Z's been going on very strong for so long. You don't think it's that old? Yeah, it's got like. Just as many DLC characters, I think, as, like, its own launch roster. Mm-hmm. Capcom had their showcase. This is where mm-hmm. the Resident Evil demo got announced. Um, Exoprimal, I think, is coming in July. It's going to launch on Game Pass. It's going to have a Battle Pass. I, I continue to wonder why more companies are doing these co-op live service battle shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it because I haven't actually been able to sit down and watch the Capcom showcase yet. But, like... Can we just have a new Dino Crisis? <laughs> Dino Crisis. <laughs> or remake. I, do, give Dino Crisis the remake look, treatment. All I'm looking at Capcom for, remake Dino Crisis 1 and 2. That's all we want. That's all we kind of yes. want. Konami, yes. just re-release Metal Gear Solid on modern day consoles. That's all we want from some of these companies. Sega, like, just it, drop that original Ice Cap yeah, it's music like, on it's, Sonic 3 and Okay, <laughs> that might be a little more difficult, but I think the other ones are obviously more... Like I, I'll say this. If you told me Silent Hill 2 remake... Or Metagross Solid just being re-released on modern day consoles. I would have been like, no, Metagross Solid is going to be re-released on modern consoles more than a Silent Hill 2 remake. Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> what was I? I was wrong about that one. Well, here's something obvious. Starfield is delayed till September. Oh. I never saw that coming. <laughs> Guess what else, Daniel? Something else was delayed. What, Robert? What could have possibly been delayed? 
a little game by uh you know uh the suicide squad uh, kills the justice league was uh delayed ah yes that one that got all that negative re- reactions to to the to the gameplay showcase at the the ps thing i'll say this uh, the state of play here's the thing if their argument is that we're working on what people didn't like from it all right they can do that because i rather say i rather them show it and then be like you know do you like it or not and people are like you know what we really don't like this and this and this okay we'll delay it a little bit but we're fixing what you didn't like you know we'll do this this and this if that's so, their plan then i'm all for it it's still set to launch this year i guess mm-hmm. but here's the thing please developers don't force people to be online for a single player component no, that what was Xbox One made that mistake by saying you had to force me to be twenty four at least in twenty. Well, they had hours. the they had the DRM thing. Yeah, so like something like Godfall. If you're playing solo, you still have to be connected to online. It's the same thing with Suicide Squad. Maybe they're going to eliminate this by delaying the game. Maybe they're they, going yeah, to have it, you not be online. It's funny that just because some people may have access to the internet doesn't mean that they would like to be always connected to it. Sometimes they just want to yeah. have it on and just play it. What if you're playing and like the internet goes down? You'll mm-hmm. lose progress. You lose, it's like, yeah, come you on. can't do anything. It's like, yeah, it's it's like... God, own... I, I want to say I think GT Sport might have done this, but I cannot be too sure. Or I think you could play it offline, but you couldn't save your progress or something. The mentality of that is like buying a game but needing the internet to be able to play. It's like buying a service of anything but still being having to pay for certain things on that service. But you're already paying for the service. It's like that doesn't make sense. I'm already paying for set yeah. service. Why do I need to pay for another service in set service? It's like, please, just if, if there's a single player component, please let people do it offline. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, come on. <laughs> All right, two more quick things. Streets of Rage 4 got updated out of nowhere. That's crazy. 300 fixes? 300. 300? <laughs> and, and a custom challenge mode, which I am super hyped to look at. Because challenge mode is like, it's fun and all. Like, the randomness of it is is cool. But setting the parameters, I'm really interested in seeing if I can just make it broken. And, like, mm-hmm. have, you know, 20 minutes of fun with Streets of Rage 4 every time I boot it up. Um, so that's cool. Um might have some thoughts on that in, in the coming weeks. Um, but our last news story of this week is that KFC is apparently giving out <laughs> Diablo 4 beta codes when you buy a double oh. down. Um, in, a, in a way, you just said KFC in the actual news segment. That's funny. That's well, we actually- did have that KFC console like two Christmases ago, oh, right? I, for- I did not expect you to actually say in a genuine like actual segment, KFC. It's the KFC corner. Diablo 4 beta codes are a thing. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna get a double down so I don't have to pre-order whatever edition you know what? of Diablo 4 to get a beta code. Robert, let's get some KFC you know and play some Diablo 4. You know what? If you go to KFC and they ask you what you know what you can already say, I'm doubling down. I'm <laughs> I'm doubling down. Um so I think you have to order it online and you get a mm, code. Makes it probably pretty fair. Email. So people just don't rush the store. They can have the amount sold out and that's it like all right we're out we can't offer it anymore but i kind of want to go to kfc and say can i please have the diablo meal <laughs> diablo, let me get the diablo uh, meal whatever it is yeah so i might i might order one of these i've kind of wanted to try that double down because it's been gone for so long but I'm, I'm also scared of it um but look 
what more terrifying thing to to have than than going to the the <laughs> gates of of Hades with Diablo itself <laughs> with the two piece combo and the biscuit? Come on, uh, double down some <laughs> original recipe fries and a Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning. Let's go. <laughs> that Sweet Lightning is amazing. I love it. It's so good. it is. It's really good. It's very it's really good. good. All right, so. <laughs> Next week, we'll probably talk about a few other things we didn't get to this week. Obviously, we started some Minecraft Dungeons. I finished the mm-hmm. Lightfall campaign. You've been mm-hmm. playing Dead by Daylight, and in a few mm-hmm. weeks, we'll probably have some Mario Kart tracks. But for right now, Robert, would you say we've done an episode? Yeah, that should actually wrap up this week. All right. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on our Twitter. That's at Markers on the Map. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, 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 subscribe and download an episode and all that good stuff. Um, you can also listen on Google Podcasts and Spotify. And we always like to end our show with a famous video game quote. And this week's quote, well, I'll just go ahead and say it. You know, Ellie, we really are the Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops Plus. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.